0: Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Uh,
1: just as bad as last week.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's still a time in the world, isn't it? Well, the
1: world's still a horrible fascist dystopia, Um, but it, at least people are you know, doing things about it. There's a lot of donations happening still, there's a lot of protests still happening all over the world. Uh, don't forget about it, just because it's a week on, you know. Things yeah. like this aren't just a flash in the pan that you get to post on Twitter and look all all good about and get some clout for. They are actually important, and you should care about them all the time, and not just when they're trending on Twitter. Um, fuck cops, again. Still. Strong because apparently yeah. the way that you combat a protest about police brutality murdering black people is more police brutality murdering black people. I don't really get it, but that's the world we live in, so... Uh, Here's a podcast that can distract you from that for about an hour. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Jesus, it's it's horrible. It's it's just truly awful. Um, it
0: really is. But you know, like you said, like at least it it looks like there are some good things coming out of all of the atrocities that are going on. Um well, yeah, finally, yeah. it's about time. You, yeah, you I mean, this like,
1: looks like one of the biggest sort of um, civil civil rights times, uh, certainly in my lifetime. Yeah, definitely. And you know, possibly ever if it keeps going the way it's going, just the size of the protests that people you're seeing, the amount of things that are actually changing in what been being spoken about, being changing laws uh, around the world. It's just it's it's crazy. So I mean, hopefully it continues and, and gets somewhere good, and isn't just an excuse for you to post a black square on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> to look, agree. To look like you give you give a shit, but um anyway,
0: <laughs> doomblade the government. That's what I'm oh, one
1: hundred percent, yeah, and 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 all the cops and white supremacists and yep. Nazis who are the government and cops. Um us all about some magic cuts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, there are all these atrocities going on, and we really don't want you to forget them. and And do take some time to to read to read things people are posting, and and you know, do what you can, regardless of of how big or small that is, but. At the same time, I think we, we do understand that it is a very difficult time for a lot of people and mentally, I think it, stuff like this can can be really hard for people as well. So, you know, if if we can provide some sort of just distraction or I like, guess not quite distraction, I don't know if that's the correct word that I'm going for, but, you know, something to, to ease your mind, I guess, for like around an hour, then sure, hopefully, hopefully we've, we've done something or something good.
1: Yeah, just listen to two idiots chat absolute shit about magic cards for for an hour, and then and hopefully that will help. Yeah, uh, yeah real like, important like, things. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like like last week, there will be some uh, links in the in the show notes, places you can donate um, if that's something you're able to do. Uh, and I mean, you know, check out the Black Lives Matter hashtag on Twitter if you want to do some reading, see some videos for some people that are far more qualified to comment on it than than we are. But um, just educate yourselves about things because it's all well and good you being like, "Oh, I'm not a racist on social media," because um, <laughs> that's not enough. Uh, do some do some reading, watch some videos, listen to some people, and uh, now listen to us talk about cards. <laughs> cool.
0: So, how has your weekend magic been? Have you have you engaged with it at all? Um, I mean, what? I guess one thing I, I do want to ask is: is what? Obviously, since you you work in LGS, what? Does that look like for you at the moment in this this bizarre COVID nineteen situation that we are we are still in? Like, has, has the store opened again? Have they got plans to reopen. What's going on there?
1: Oh goodness! I mean, to be fair, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for my boss, mm. um, but we, we've not we've not been open to the public, obviously. Yeah. Uh, still doing online orders, and they're going. well, they're trundling along. Um, but I I haven't been into work for two months, ten weeks. Um, just because it hasn't, I, I guess, been necessary, yeah, particularly. But I am planning to go back there fairly soon, which is good because I was born to sort and price magic cuts, <laughs> uh, um, just to, just to get some stuff going. But obviously, we, we, I mean, we don't know when we'll be open to the public to even just come in and pick stuff up because it's kind of unnecessary when we can just post orders out. Yeah, um, good. But I mean, doing okay from from the sounds of it, <laughs> from, from, That's from good. the conversations I've had with um, with my boss. About. that's
0: that's good definitely because yeah. i mean obviously we we're seeing some some easing of, of of lockdown rules and regulations and i've seen some some posts from some stores saying that they are going to start to to open up more having social distancing rules in place and you know only allowing customers that are wearing masks in and stuff there are definitely some attempts by by people to reopen which on like on the one hand it's understandable because it's there it's you know for for an LGS independently owned, it's it's their livelihoods and they need to they need to live. They need to to make the money to live. But at the same time, I I personally just just don't think anything's changed really.
1: Um, it depends whether you live into the government or not, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't think it's uh responsible to open. Back up fully. I think I think mean, there's way ways that you can have people in to purchase things socially distanced. I mean, there's there's a lot of stores opening up uh, this week, just jet gym and you know stores that haven't been open yeah. since since this whole lockdown thing started. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it goes stands so to reason. If if your LGS is opening back up, go and buy something from them, even if you don't need it. Give them money. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, if they've got some sort of like curbside pickup scheme, you can like pay beforehand or, or I don't know like. <laughs> Shove your shove your credit card or debit card through a window while they hold the card machine up.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, definitely. yeah, um,
0: yeah. Always support your RGSs; they need you now more than ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you want to have a place to go and actually play with your cards when it's safe to do so. So, giving them some money if you're able to at this at this time would be, um, would, would be best. Then again, you know, I've just said you should donate to, to, to you know, the Black Lives Matter. Movement and stuff. There's a lot of places to put your money in the minute. Um make the decision that I guess you think is best. But yeah, if if you're able to buy some stuff from an LGS, be that I mean pre ordering M21 stuff, buying some of the commander decks or anything like that, even if you you know, it's not something you would have bought usually, if you can give money to those those places that, that they need it, definitely now more than ever. Yeah. How's uh how's your week been with, with magic?
0: Um uh it hasn't really been that involved to be honest um yeah since i mean i made the decision last weekend to not play that that arena open um i I was going to when it was announced i was like oh this is cool i've got enough gems for this uh you know it's it's a it's a free roll at two grand isn't it so we'll see and then time went on and it was like well i don't have the full 75 jessica Luca deck so it's kind of pointless playing this plus i'm really enjoying drafting the spark why don't i just waste all of my gems doing that and <laughs> have a lot more fun so i did that yeah. not last week the week before so uh yeah over the weekend didn't play it and then the bans happened and i logged in to get my wild cards and played one game with uh with bant ramp with yorian still and yeah just, just have no interest in playing standard currently even with the bands it's still not an appetizing format at all uh, but then we did have the super awesome stream on friday uh where they revealed some some cool cards about uh from core 21 yeah magic magic 2021 i don't know what we're calling it but it, it's a new core set we've seen some cards and that's going to be the main bulk of our episode i think
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, There's a lot to go through. I have a lot of feelings about this corset in general. Um, Some of the things the cards didn't suggest about this, you know, the the power level of corsets. I guess (laughs) we're not seeing a ramp down in corsets. This seems, from the spoilers we've seen so far, and we will get to it. More powerful than M twenty. Yeah. Which, considering that was the most powerful corset we'd seen, probably ever, uh, is impressive. But we'll get to that. I mean, I think before before we get to talking about M twenty one, you have a a parcel that's arrived at your house.
0: I do, yeah. I have no idea what this is, uh, so literally just arrived through, through the the mail today. It was a, an envelope addressed to myself, and then inside I've opened it up, and there's a small package which says, open on the cast for yourself, you decide. So I figured, yeah, let's open this on the cast. I've no idea what it is, so <laughs> should cool. be exciting.
1: Yeah, right, like, open, take, take the paper off the outside.
0: Get those ASMR vibes going.
1: Yeah, I'm going to keep all that in.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. It's a mystery uh-huh. booster.
1: It is a mystery booster. It's a mystery booster. Yeah. Which is so, taped down. Yes. So, our friend Chris um, messaged me uh, a few days ago and said, I'd like to send Joe something to open. Because, you know, you haven't been able to engage in Magic as much as you wanted to. Yeah. And asked uh, asked what the best booster open was and I suggested mystery booster since you didn't get a chance to actually open any mystery boosters.
0: Yeah, it's the first time I've held an actual mystery booster in my hand. Yeah. This is this is really cool, it's really exciting. So wow. uh, thank you, Chris. Really, really. Yeah, appreciate it's amazing, this. right? It's yeah. really,
1: really cool. Um I thought it was it's a really nice thing to do. And especially since you haven't opened mystery booster, why not do it live and get your your you know, real reaction to it?
0: Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I will
1: I will point out when you open it, please smell it. Smell okay. the cards because they smell heinous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's crack this pack, then. Oh, it's been yeah, a while. Yeah. It's been so long since I've even opened a pack.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, You've been missing out.
0: So long, I can't even get it open. There we go. Oh, they do...
1: What is that smell? <laughs> it's, it's like it's horrible. It's like a horrible like fuel smell, like a petrol oh, smell. It's, it's like a lemon that's gone off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it smells like a horrible like, disinfectant kind of smell, right? It, like, smells really like,
0: it smells like the way Nintendo Switch games taste.
1: <laughs> I, d- oh. I don't want to probe any further with that comment. Wow. Yeah, they, they smell horrible, right?
0: Okay, we're going to do a we do a, a pack one, pick one then. Yeah, let's wow. go through the cards. Miss, wow, they feel really different as well. Yeah, this also is really the, cool. uh,
1: the printing of them is, is kind of strange as well when you look at the older cards, but yeah, let's yeah. go through it. Let's go
0: through it. Uh, so first up, we've got Eyes in the Skies. Three yep. and a white for an instant. Create a 1-1 one, one white bird creature token with flying, then populate. Uh, I believe this was from Return of Ravnica originally, but this one is a Modern Masters 2017 reprint.
1: It is, yeah. Next
0: Excellent. up, we have Skyhunter Skirmisher. It's one white white for a creature. It's a cat knight. has flying and double strike. It's a 1-1. This is from Modern Masters 2015. and uh, I don't actually know. I assume like, some sort of Mirrodin set before that.
1: Yeah, I think one of the Mirrodins, possibly.
0: Well, it's that one so far. Uh, next up, we've got Gone Missing. Is is four and a blue for sorcery. Put target permanent on top of its owner's library. Investigate. It's from Shadows of right Red. Red. Yeah, that was a great set. Yeah. Next up, we have Archetype of Imagination. It's four blue blue for an enchantment creature. It's a human wizard. It's three two. It has creatures you control have flying, and creatures your opponent control lose flying and can't have or gain flying.
1: What a set. Born of the gods.
0: Yeah. This one is a commander reprint. Of course. <laughs> Ooh, this is a nice one. Next up, we have Nantuko Husk. It's two and a black for a zombie insect. It's a 2 2. has Sacrifice a creature. Nant- Nantuko Husk gets plus two plus two until the end of turn. Fond memories of this one from Standard.
1: Remember when this was one of the best cards in Standard? Yeah. Who'd have thought?
0: I mean, it was Collector Company really that sealed the deal, but yeah, Nantuko Husk was, was definitely playable.
1: Well, this is the only SAC outlet legal in the format. Yeah. So th- this this made the whole deck possible, basically.
0: That is true, yeah. That is true. This is cool. This is, feels the cards feel so weird.
1: They do, right? Yeah. Very strange.
0: Wow. Uh, I, th- I think I'm still taking the Sky Hunter Skirmisher though at this point. I oh, probably. Next up we've got Tragic Slip. That is black for an instant. Target creature gets minus one, minus one till end of turn. That's morbid, that creature gets minus thirteen, minus thirteen till end of turn. Instead, if a creature died this turn.
1: I wanna take that. Yeah, same. I, I love slip.
0: this card. Absolutely love this card. Next up, we have Shattering Spree. That is red for a sorcery, which has Replicate for one red, which is destroy target artifact.
1: That used to be expensive.
0: Yeah, it did.
1: It Used to be very expensive. I imagine it's probably not that expensive now.
0: I assume not. Yeah, it's a fantastic card. This, this is a. Is it versus Golgari reprint? This one. Jesus! They just picked all the or, worst sets. Or it could be. It could be a uh, guild.
1: Guild kit. Yeah. Guild. I think it's a guild kit one. Yeah. yeah
0: cool uh, next up is Chandra's Revolution it's three and a red for a sorcery Chandra's Revolution deals four damage to target creature tap target land that land doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step
1: what a horrible card <laughs> 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 I mean
0: it's yeah it's not great is it yeah it's not good <laughs> yeah, cool next up we have Lignify one green for a tribal enchantment tree folk aura enchant creature enchant a creature is a 0-4 tree folk with no abilities
1: Yeah, the uh, original Cameron's Transformation.
0: Yeah. I think I've taken that one. I would probably take this over Tragic Slip, I think.
1: Yeah, it's just a green pacifier. Yeah. Pacifism. Mm, Yeah,
0: I think so. I think it's the one we're taking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, we have The Crowd Goes Wild. It's X green for sorcery, which has assist. Another player may pay up to X of the spell's cost. You choose the value of X. Then it has support X. Put a plus one plus one counter on each of up to X target creatures. Each creature with a plus one plus one counter on it gains trample at the end of turn.
1: I don't think we appreciated how weird Battlebond is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a strange set.
0: Very, very bizarre. Um, this does not seem like a very good card in, in a one-on-one environment at all.
1: I mean, you can ask your opponent if they want to pay for it. Yeah, that's true. They'll say no, but you can ask.
0: It says another player. It doesn't specify that, uh, that other player has to be in your game. Uh, that... I'll move on.
1: That's how, I mean, Lightning Bolt can't deal damage to a player across the room, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Target player within the game. <laughs> well, you haven't been engaging in magic that much, have you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: that's been a while. Uh, next up then, we have Zealous Persecution. That is white-black for an instant. Until end of turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And creatures your opponent's control get minus one, minus one.
1: Great card. Start not yeah. taking it over Tragic Sit there.
0: Cool card. I'm still on Lignify, I think, myself.
1: Sorry, Lignify, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, we come to our our land, I guess, or colourless card. I can't quite remember how. One of them. Yeah, one of them. Uh, how it works. So it's an unclaimed territory. It's a land. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. You can tap it to add one colourless mana to your mana pool, or you can tap it to add one mana of any colour to your mana pool, spend that mana only to cast a creature of the chosen spell type.
1: Yeah, modern playable. There you go. Yeah perfect
0: and next up we have ooh, black knight a, a throwback card uh, black black for a 2-2 human knight with first strike and protection from white it's a card <laughs> yeah this one's from from m10 it's not quite the like the unlimited ones i've got but it, it is it's certainly a card sick flex uh so i guess we've got our our modern border rare next modern border yeah. rare slash mythic yeah cool it is... Reality Scramble. Here we go. Oh, no. Two red red for a sorcery. Put target permanent you own on the bottom of your library. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card that shares a card type with a permanent. Put that card on the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Retrace. Which yep. is, you may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding land in addition to paying it to the cost.
1: Yeah. The card from... Modern... No. Commander 18?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, Commander Eighteen.
1: Yeah, that was definitely left over from an unset. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could have been an unstable, definitely.
1: It's got an orangutan on it. It does. <laughs> what else do we saw have... an orangutan on a magic card? Uh, on, on, a,
0: on a black border one, it was probably yeah. um, a Katabi orangutan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a
1: while
0: ago. It was a very long time ago. Yeah. Sweet, that card, sweet. Um, probably still taking the Lignify over it, although. Oh yeah, definitely. I assume this is a lot more fun.
1: I mean, Mr. Booster's draft is meant to be about fun, right? So I yeah. guess you'd probably take that.
0: Cool. And we've got one left to that foil. And we have a gleeful Sabotage. It's one and a green for a sorcery. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. And it also has Conspire. As you play the spell, you may tap two untapped creatures you control that share a colour with it. When you do copy it, you may choose a new target for the copy.
1: Well, that'll go into your foil pauper alf's deck yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> sweet okay oh cool. that was awesome yeah, yeah.
0: Th- thank you so much chris that's that that's amazing
1: yeah it's, it's that's it's really really,
0: nice really made my my day definitely probably my month oh, yeah
1: it's that's definitely great. made th- the last 702 days or however long you've been inside
0: yeah i, I don't know but <laughs> stopped counting long ago and i think i'm at the point where i've, I've even just pushed past the madness now and i'm feeling pretty normal
1: yeah, most conversations I've had with you recently have been fairly run-of-the-mill for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I just, just powered on through the madness, and I'm back to my good old self, I think.
1: It's my favourite Metallica song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not back to my good old self, sure.
1: No, Hammer on Through the Madness. Oh. I don't Not... know Metallica songs, I don't know like Metallica. Let's move on. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. Thank you, Chris.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. That was, that was awesome. I'll definitely definitely return the favor at some point
1: in i don't know seven months when you can leave the house.
0: whenever i'm allowed outside again yeah (laughs) (laughs) awesome cool so i think we should move on to the core of the episode then boo that's right it's it's core 2021
1: that's gonna that's gonna make it into the episode title isn't it some kind of problem on on the word core okay yes let's let's move on to core 21 spoilers (laughs)
0: Yeah, so as I said before, we had the the preview stream on on Friday, which we we got to see some some quite cool, quite interesting cards. Uh, you know, your, everyone's favorite Jimmy Wong turned up to a to an empty studio, had a a nice Skype call of Mark Rosewater, where they got to show off like sixteen different fairies.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was certainly a thing. Yeah, welcome to him. Oh, welcome we to
0: him. It was it was cool. I really enjoyed it. I think they've been doing a fantastic job with these like cool preview streams like ever since they started doing them really with, with Eldrain last year uh, i i just think they're fantastic and i i just i hope they continue doing them i think that's
1: yeah
0: yeah i think we we talk about them not getting a lot of pr things right and not really doing spoiler seasons right or just not really understanding how to hype things up and just feeling like there was a constant spoiler season and you know, pumping out of products and announcements of announcements and all that but this like this cool like preview video is it's definitely one thing that they've, they've just got right every time they've done it and yeah i'm a big fan yeah
1: definitely definitely so should we get into some cards yeah
0: where do you want to start there's so there's a lot think, to talk about.
1: i think we'll start with the reprints yes they've got because they're continuing the trend of, of corsets where they just reprint really, really good eternal staples that yeah. might not have that big an impact on standard, though the first one we're going to talk about probably will. Um, but just printing cards that people need that don't they have sort of hit that niche of cards that won't really impact standard but still need to be printed in a in a you know three pound booster pack set. Yeah. So we saw that with you know Crucible of Worlds, uh Scapeshift, Leyline of the Void, stuff like that. Uh so the first one we have. It's, it's a pretty big one. Uh, Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Yeah. It's the first reprint. <laughs> really of not a card I expected them to reprint in a standard set.
0: Yeah, ever. same. Definitely. Uh, I, I mean, very, very, very rarely do we ever get like Planeswalker reprints in a, in a standard set. and like, I feel like I when know. it has been in the past, it's just been in core sets and it's been reprints of previous... Uh, Core or, or the Lorwyn Planeswalkers.
1: Yeah, the last, it's normally like Liliana Vess, right? Yeah. Like a Planeswalker that isn't very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one is very, very good. Um, I Yeah, I, I expected them to reprint, I, I expected Lugan to be in like double masters or something, right? Like it's a kind of card like, like Calibrated, where they eventually just put it into, loads of, into master sets or supplements. Yeah. in order to try and, I guess, not, not put the price down, increase accessibility to other players um it's one
0: of the, it's one of those cards i mean we've used the term like reprint equity on this this show before and it's it's one of those cards that just has like massive massive amounts of reprint equity equity because it prior to this it had one printing in uh, in fate reforged and then see there was the the all art versions so there was the, the ugan's fate promo and then it was the mythic edition of war of the spark i want to say
1: uh, y- one yes. of them one of the
0: Ravnica mythic editions it was it was reprinted yeah. in there uh and yeah so it's, it's one of those cards where it's always had a good solid price and they could just stick it in any master set or any sort of reprint set and that can be a, a chase mythic for that set so I do feel like it was it was definitely a, a, a bold decision of them to, to give up so much reprint equity in, in this set but I, I'm so happy for it I think this is a fantastic card and yeah, the Mother Maria. You can eight, cult, eight, just generic mana. Like this, this is gonna go in anybody's commander deck. Just anybody who, who, anybody who plays like a, like a non, I guess like tuned or like specific commander deck. You can, you can stick it in there. Uh, it's sees play in modern. Sees play in pioneer. It's gonna see standard play. The card's great. I love it.
1: Yeah, because we we saw it, you know, during the kinds of Tarkia block, just it'd be a staple of the format. Yeah it's the best thing you can do when you get to White mana um, and that is true of multiple formats at this point yeah uh, definitely yeah I can see there being like a growth spiral Uro 8 copies of explosive vegetation ramp deck where this is just a top end and you just win the game by resolving a nugan. yeah I'm going to say this is going to be in a lot of places I could see control style decks playing it I like the idea even though we've seen the nerf of resetting this with Yurian. yeah seems real good <laughs> like <laughs> minus, minus sixing it to wipe the board and then playing a Urian and resetting the board to do it again next time. Um,
0: Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah,
1: this is card is great, and I'm very, I'm very happy to see it reprinted. I'm, I'm hoping this probably pushes down the price. I'm probably going to pick up a foil. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: I, I can absolutely guarantee that this is, it's gonna just decimate the price. I think. So, I guess one thing we will go into is that they're back once again with the, uh, the alt art variants. So, like they have done in in previous sets, we've got the regular version, and then we have also got a showcase version as well and then we've got the extended art or ultimate art planeswalker variants as well so Ugin has definitely got this so you've got your regular one and then he has a showcase frame which which looks amazing it, it might actually be tied for my favorite version of Ugin uh, and then you've got the the extended art or full art planeswalker variant as well so just the fact you've got three different different versions of Ugin in the set uh yeah, it's gonna at the very least bring down the, the price of the regular one to a really affordable price for most players.
1: Yeah, and what what we've seen with the with, acoria uh, and Eldrain and Theros, I guess, is that the it just means the regular set foils are just basically, they're like ten percent more expensive than the regular yeah. ones. Um so I imagine Foil Lugans probably very affordable, which is very exciting for me because foil cards are all I care about now. <laughs> cool. Right. Next next card because we've got a lot to go through. Now this one is a card I never expected to see print, never. <laughs> and one that you've called at some point, I'm sure, It's a uh, Grim Tutor. Yeah, finally got a reprint from uh, finally after originally being printed in Starter '99. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, well, first of all, this card sucks. <laughs> uh, this card yeah. is not very good. It's like one black, black search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. You lose three life. So it's one mana less than Diabolic Tutor. Yep. which is historically a bad card. um, But you lose three life? Yep. I mean, it's just a tutor. We saw seeming Scheming Symmetry in the last core set. That yep. hasn't seen any play anywhere. Um, tutor didn't really see any play. Mastermind's Acquisition only saw play because it's also a wish. Yep. I can't see this actually seeing any play, but the big news is they printed a $300 card.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it at the end of the day. like if, Again, if you want to go on about reprint equity uh grim tutor is is it's one of the cards like imperial recruiter like they could have just put it in like any master set and it instantly becomes a chase mythic of the set like it drops like, i guess specifically in like a master set it drops the price to like 20 dollars 25 dollars or something but the fact they've thrown this into a standard set this this is a five dollar card this is five to ten dollars easily uh you're right this is is not a very good card in most situations in some situations, it's exactly the card you need or want, uh, but those situations are very, very few and far between. Uh, and again, they've, they've given this one an alternative art um, treatment as well. So that's just one more thing that's going to help hammer down the price of this card. This card is is not going to continue being a $200, $300 card. And I'm, I'm just so happy I didn't drop £150 on one last month like I almost did.
1: Yeah, that that's certainly not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, if you look at the graph on card market, it's uh it's quite entertaining. The um I mean the price the price on the original hasn't budged that much because obviously it's old border, it's starting ninety yeah. nine, which is a, sort of a quirk of the card anyway. Um and it's got like the, the portal formatting of the text yep. and stuff. Um so the, the original Grimjo I mean it's like like we always say with if your bodice are reserved it's the old cards will still retain most of their value. Um so you can see it, it. I mean, it spiked to, to two hundred and eighty euros, <laughs> <laughs> um like the like a few days ago. Um yep. But it's certainly gone back down again. I mean, the copies there; they're still you know around one hundred and forty euros for for the start ninety nine one. But yeah, the the M twenty one one will not be expensive at all. There's absolutely yeah. no way. Before yeah, you it's, agree. A, it's a interesting card for them to have reprinted. Um, yeah, kind
0: of I, I think it's, it it, it's it's. Quite a strange one because obviously, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like opening. I I don't know like if the three print this this at rare like the price would just be next next to nothing. But the fact that it is mythic means that, yeah yeah it is it is gonna be, you know, more rare than it it could have been I guess. But I don't think that's gonna be enough to to save the price at all. To I mean I think there there will be some demand for it because I do think that there are a lot of a lot of people who play commander who either just just didn't know about the card because it was like you said it was printed in one set starting in 1999 uh, and now they've seen the card they go oh this is cool this is interesting i'm going to pick this up and play it in my deck and there would have also been a lot of a lot of players as well who wanted one for their decks but never could have afforded one because it was you know a 200 or 300 dollar card so i think there will still be some small demand there but i think yeah quite quickly people are going to realize that this this just isn't a very good card
1: yeah definitely it's i mean in terms of like commander it's strictly worse than monarch obviously it's strictly yeah. worse than vampiric most of the time yeah um, it's probably worse than imperial seal honestly yeah no no definitely
0: I, I fully agree that like, even yeah. in commander it's like, i understand that it's it's not a great card like it's sure in like some de- some specific decks where you want to lose life or or uh, I don't know, or you've got like an abundance of life or I'm sure there'll be some situations where it's just essentially demonic shooter version two, but you know, not every, not every commander player is playing like, like a, like a tuned list. Not everyone's playing, you know, the correct list, Every you know, it's, it's a card people look at and go, oh, that's cool. Oh, it only costs three life to get whatever card I want. I'm going to, I'm going to stick this in my deck.
1: I mean, you're going to see a lot of people choose Diabodichiro over this because they don't want to lose three life. But, um, yeah, this card isn't great, but I'm happy to see it reprinted. It's always yeah. nice when they just nerf the value of all expensive cards. <laughs> all right, next card. Speaking of nerfing the value of old expensive cards. Oof, yeah, definitely. So we've got uh, Azusa, Lost but seeking. Azusa,
0: Lost but seeking, yeah
1: yeah. Which is a really weird one for them to print, honestly. Yeah, I,
0: I think so. I, I don't really know... Why this is here? I think like, we've got like we've got an abundance of of ramp in standard anyway, so I don't really know what Azusa's bringing to the table. uh yeah, this definitely wasn't what I thought they would print when they said that we're gonna reprint a human monk. You know, straight away we were like our monastery mentor. Um, but yeah, Azusa, Azusa is the one. Also, a rare, rare. The fact that Azusa's rare is quite interesting as well. Um. I think the price is probably just going to be decimated. She's, I mean, it like, was already...
1: What, like, it already gone was.
0: I, it had been, but I'm sure Azusa mm. was climbing to like $30, $40 again.
1: No, definitely not. So you had... Because you, um, you had the like, original one. Before, before any of the reprints, it was like a $40, $50 card. Um, yeah. Mainly because of scarcity, because Kamigawa block. Um, and it was also kind of playable, but the card's price originally was only really informed by scarcity because... It wasn't really playable anywhere because at the yeah. time when it was expensive, Summer Bloom was a thing, Yeah. so you didn't see it in all the Primeval Titan decks. Um, and then it got printed in, in Masters Twenty Five, and the price just got crushed.
0: Yeah, and definitely got obliterated there. But I am going to check because I've, I've definitely seen I've definitely seen people who whose opinion I, re- I respect talk about how expensive the card was getting again.
1: Yeah, definitely, it was it was back up to like twenty euros, twenty five euros, roughly. Yeah, uh, yeah, mainly mainly because just the the um, the Amulet Titan deck in modern, yeah, is just, it's just just the best one of the best decks in the format. Um, so it's yeah. still
0: like yeah, like thirty dollars or whatever.
1: Yeah, but on on card market, uh, the Masters Twenty Five printings have gone down to about eight or nine euros.
0: Yeah, because it's going go to go next to nothing because it's, yeah. it's a rare in
1: it's, 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 yeah. it's a weird set. It's a weird card. Uh, there's like maybe like a weird fun ramp deck that someone's going to figure out in standard with it. But this is just it's just it's the Escape Shift. It's the Cruise bill of Worlds. It's just printing. Um, an expensive, sought-after card for eternal formats that they can just reprint in the set, and it makes very, very few odds for, for standard. Yeah. So they can just print these cards, and I think it's a great, it's a great way to use core sets to just print these cards that everyone wants, but can't yeah, get their definitely. hands on because they're prohib- prohibitively expensive. Um. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it won't break the format, but I'd be, be surprised if it did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool. Pre- <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I don't, I don't think it will as well. Like you've already got like, um, it's the one from Theros. Uh, the Elysian Grove
1: one. Dry of the Lysian Grove.
0: Yeah, yeah, dry the Lysen Grove. Yeah, like you've already got like, yep. like so many cards which which allow you to play an additional land or ramp you or yeah, just, like yeah, it seems it seems pointless in standard, but maybe it's an interesting one for Pioneer.
1: I mean, possibly, but you, you I mean you've already had like you said aforementioned have mentioned Dry the Lysian Grove and yeah. Wayward Swordtooth this entire time, and nothing's really come of those cards. So I'm not sure playing playing two lands is, is really a thing. It, it's literally just the primeval titan thing. Yeah, this yeah. card isn't very good unless you're abusing it. I mean, like th- there might be some some interesting stuff alongside ramming up excavator, like we've seen in modern before. Yeah, ramming up excavator,
0: lotus fields, and.
1: But I like, know. I feel like you know they're, they're, these cards have been legal together in in modern for for basically ever at this point. And very little has yeah. come of them outside of Primeval Titan, yep. and there's nothing like Primeval Titan Pioneer. So I'd be surprised if anything interesting happened with Azusa. It's just a cool reprint that you get to put you know, your Landfall decks and Commander now get more affordable. Yeah, and your Primeval Titan decks get more affordable. So that's nice. Yeah,
0: I guess really it's it's I, the other way to look at it is that it's just seeding for Zendikar because we know there's going to be some sort of lands matter in Zendikar because there yep. always is.
1: Yeah, I, I imagine Landfall will probably make an appearance again because it's the yeah. Zendikar uh, mechanic. So, I mean, there might be something interesting there, but um, yeah, it's 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 not particularly exciting cards in terms of constructed availability, but it's very very exciting in terms of just reprinting old expensive cards if so people can get their hands on them, yeah. which is what we want. That's the same all anyone wants. Now, speaking of amulet titan, the next reprint we have is fierce empath, yeah, which has not seen uh, an actual reprint in terms of standard sets ever. It's just <laughs> been printed in a bunch of commander sets. Yeah fear originally from Scourge. <clears> Turn <throat> a, a green for a one-one elf, just elf. When it lands the battlefield, search your library for a creature card with convert mana cost six or greater, reveal it, and put it to your hand, and shove your library. That's certainly consideration for prime time decks.
0: Yeah, definitely. This is the first time it's modern legal
1: now. Yeah, exactly, and and pioneer legal I guess as well. Yeah. Um, it's just a cool reprint. I I, li- I like this card a lot. It's it's a cool in commander decks where you've got some big beefy creatures you can find. But I this alongside Prime of titan is certainly something I'll be looking out for. I think. Yeah. It's just cool to see it's like an actual standard set <laughs> since it hasn't been printed since like two thousand one or whenever Scourge was.
0: It's a cool, card. Yeah, It's cool, definitely. I I don't really have any strong opinions on it myself, but it's it's cool. Um, yeah, this this is what I want to see from core sets. Just like some old old commons and uncommons that do strange things that won't necessarily have any major impact on any formats, and then just some yeah high value cards reprinted in a meaningful way I think this yeah, is great definitely.
1: yeah it's, it's what course it's for and it's, it's a really exciting direction for them netcard in terms of reprints it's uh, the first of me being really smart tour script
0: yeah I called that one I called yes. that one
1: so uh, the... on Marrow's little teaser sheet he, he said something from the time spiral time shifted sheet yeah, um, and I well, I assume this is it. We might get another one, but this this is this is the card that fits. Into yeah, that card.
0: He, he said that this was it in his his little oh, uh, his, his little video game show that he had with with Jimmy Wong. So he he had the, the Skype call with Jimmy, and then was like, oh, it's it's the reprint game show or something. And then he had a couple of MPL members on and did like a like a trivia quiz where he would read out something about the card, and they would have to guess what the reprint was. And yeah, he specifically said, oh, this this is the this is the card from. Um, the time spiral uh, time shifted sheet.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm also smart. <laughs> Tormod Script is a great card to have in standard. It's a great card that you should just be in every core set. It's just an effect yep. that you occasionally want in, in any of your constructive formats, and it sees play uh, some of the time. It's, it's nice yep. to have it back.
0: Strong agree. Tormod Script in Pithic Needle, or cards which do the same things for the same cost, should just be in every core set, I think.
1: Okay, cool. next, next card. Next card. Uh, speaking of printing old cards. Um, that were valuable purely because they are from a set that wasn't opened very much and aren't actually very good. Runed Halo. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen another reprint, its first standard reprints in Shadowmall. Uh White, white, for an enchantment. As Rune Halo into the battlefield, choose a, choose a card name. You have protection from the chosen card name. It's it's a card that's been kind of constructed playable occasionally. Yeah. Now we have it in Pioneer and Standard. I can't imagine it's going to be particularly interesting, and I imagine this card will be about a dollar, if not $0.50. Cents. Um. But it's a cool old card that they've, card that they've and it just fits into that cycle again of just printing old cards that people want that
0: yeah, they their hands on
1: before.
0: It's definitely seen some some play in, in older Constructor formats. And again, they've given it that nice full art, extended art treatment as well. So this, this card is never going to be expensive again ever. Uh, not that it even particularly was too expensive to begin with, but it, it's just never going to be expensive again. Uh, and you can also get a, a nice alt-art version, of faith, if that's something that you want to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a card that was like $40 at one point, purely because yep. it was from Shadowmoor. And then it got reprinted in uh, Ultimate Masters or something like that, and the price just tanked. And this will just tank the price again, and it's a card if you want it. Sure. Um, this is interesting for Brawl. Because it fits yeah. into that like Dranith Magistrate Sorcerer's Spyglass territory, right? Yeah. Uh, where you can just give protection for commander. I think this is going to see, if this cycling deck continues to be really good, this will just name Zenith Flare. <laughs> and that will probably just be the extent of it i imagine
0: but it's a a cool reprint
1: it's a cool reprint i like it yeah definitely so if you want to talk about cool reprints move on to bane slayer angel
0: yeah she's a. this is a at least it should be a big one right so bane slayer angel three white white for an angel five five flying first strike lifelink and protection from demons and from dragons
1: so, there's a time where I first saw this card where I thought it was completely busted and stupid. I'm like, how could you print such an efficient creature that's just going to kill your opponent immediately? And then you look at every other card they've printed in the last five years, like, this is just mediocre at best.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is just a 3 3 green elk with uh, zero abilities, isn't
1: it? Well, not in t- standard. <laughs> not in any format. Either. It's yeah. a- vaguely
0: playable, no. Not in any yeah, format. Yeah. I, I, I just I don't think this is playable standard at all. Like compare this to Dream Trawler. Like nope.
1: it's got a less prohibitive cost, I guess, and it hits harder, and it has first strike. So I, uh, like yeah. this. I mean,
0: the Dream Trawler. The, the cost on Dream Trawler isn't even prohibitive. Like if you if you're playing Dream Trawler, you're playing a Teferi deck.
1: But this is less prohibitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's a cool card. I can see it possibly being a finish in some control decks if those want it, but we also do have Dream Shorter, so it's just it's it's nice to see them just throw back to old core sets and, and old yeah, so, it's it's a theme throughout running throughout this core set, which I suppose is uh, apt for a Teferi corset, right? But Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's a cool card it's it's really nice to see this card again. Um it's not even good in commander <laughs> uh, but it's it's a cool R that they get to reprint in in these settings, and that's what I love core sets for. Yeah, and I think definitely. I think it's... we had like last corset like M twenty felt like a bit of a deviation yeah. in terms of it was just mainly the new cars that were exciting. And we didn't really see any like huge reprints outside like the yeah. new ones, I guess there were
0: there was a lot of there was a lot of power like they'd I guess the tagline that they're using for for this one is is that they've they've juiced it they've juiced the core set. I feel like that's definitely something that they did last time, but it just seemed to be all of the new cards had been juiced, all of the, you know, the power had been turned right up to 11 and all of the new cards and all of the elementals and all of that sort of thing that we saw in the set. But this one, it really feels like they've, they've really, they've really gone for some powerful reprints. Um, you know, whether or not all of them are, are going to see play or be powerful enough to see play and stand in a pioneer is, is definitely up for debate. Most of them, I don't think they are myself, but it's really cool just seeing them in, in this set, um, and I think just adding them to the limited environment is really cool as well, because that's it's a way to give newer players a chance to play with these older cards that, you know, that I talked about, like, you know, everyone remembers going, like, going to an FNM when they were doing Newton to Magic and hearing players, oh, talk about cards, like, oh, this this card is good, but oh, do you remember, you know, do you remember Baneslayer Angel from back in the day, oh, do you remember Spiritmonger, and you're not really understanding or having a frame of reference, but... Doing stuff like this and putting these powerful cards into the limited environments of the core sets definitely enables new players to to get those feelings with the older cards. I think yeah. it's great.
1: Yeah, it's a really nice way to introduce new players to being decimated by Baneslayer Angel in limited. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, cards like this it just kind of proves all those things we've we've said all along about just the power level of sets, just the fact that Baneslayer Angel, which was you know a fifty dollar card at one point when it was at standard, is just one of the best cards. That they printed in a corset is now just kind of mopey, and <laughs> you you don't really care about it that much. But I'm I'm still glad to see it, and uh, the, these the parallel of these pre- these reprints in this corset is just absurd, yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm very glad about that. I, yeah, I, me too. Because I I used to hate corsets because they were just crap, right? Like you didn't ever get like M15, you know, Garak, Garak Apex Predator, which looking back at it now is kind of a joke, and like Nyssa who shakes the world.
0: Nissa World Waker. World Waker. I always
1: get those yeah. too confused. But like stuff like that, and that was pretty much it. But all these cards uh, so far... Goblin Rebel Master. Oh, that's a good card. You got something. I got my boy. Yeah, my <laughs> boy. Master was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a red creature that attacks. You don't like red creatures that attack. Oh, I did back then. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, cool. Right, next one. Uh, another Another uh, excuse for us to feel smart. Containment yeah, this, this Priest. is a great one. Containment Priest finally got an actual standard print. I'm so happy
0: about this. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this was the one that we were like, no, this is going to be in, in Modern Horizons. This is this, this needs to be in Modern. They need to find a way to print this in Modern. And then it wasn't in Modern Horizons. So we were like, oh, well, no, it'll be in the core set. And then it wasn't. And then uh, there's, there's priests on Theros. Maybe there'll be a containment priest on Theros. And the priest trying to contain the Underworld Breach. And
1: nope, wasn't there either, was it? nope and here it is now <laughs> yeah, finally it's about time <laughs> yeah perfect card perfect card to yeah. print in, in in the set um a, a good card to to deal with uh, escape i guess um yep. also an interesting um i don't know it's like it, it just does exactly that pretty much right in standard
0: yeah it deals with, with escape uh deals with Luca. uh deals with winota um mm-hmm. Yeah, all of these cards are just causing so many problems. <laughs> that just... if, they, if they've just printed this in, in Core Set 2020, then, uh, I don't know, things might look a little different maybe, but
1: probably not. It's always know. it's always good fun when you see cards like this that are, are probably put in there to deal with cards that they've already banned. Yeah, <laughs> you too little think, too late. Yeah, you saw the same thing with, uh, was it Solemnity? Yeah. When they, they banned all the energy cards and then printed Solemnity, or one of the cards, like there was a card that said players can't get counters or something to that effect, that they'd already yeah, banned it energy. Yeah, Solemnity, yeah. There was a card from, Core Nineteen, I think, was it Core Nineteen? There was some kind of card, um, that they printed right after they banned loads of powerful cards. So they you know, they're they're printing this just after they've basically taken the wind out of the sails of <laughs> Winota and Lucadex. But it's it's a, it's a great card to have. Uh, I'm excited to see this in modern. Yep. The fact that it's a human is a thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure that's probably going to be very playable in the modern human's deck. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a sweet card. I I think this should have just been in standard sets all along. It's a great card. Yeah, strong agree. Cool. Right, next one. It's less impactful, but it's it's nice to see this card. Uh, Rewind.
0: Yeah, I Just, love this one.
1: Yeah, two two blue blue for a counter spell, and on top of four lands, Free counter yeah. spell.
0: This is great. Uh, Rewind's a fantastic card. Looking forward to playing this in limited. Um, yeah, I. The only thing that makes me slightly concerned is. That uh, it can go in Lotus Breach decks and Pioneer. Yep. So that's probably not going to mm-hmm. be fun. Um, it's also probably
1: but... quite stupid with Wilderness Reclamation. Yeah. I assume. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've got I've got no qualms with this card. It's, this reprint's great. Um, and again, this this I think fills that that niche of like oh, just reprinting some cool, interesting commons and uncommons from the past that are are, are just good, just good cards. Like it's it's not. It's not a great like not every card has to be great, not every card has to be has to be bad. This is one of those cards that I feel like just, just sits on the line for me and yeah, I'm super happy this is in this set. Does this mean we can get a mana leak now?
1: Oh, imagine. <laughs> remember when Mana just used to be in core sets at common?
0: Yeah. Does my mean I we do. can get mana now? Because this is this is like remember when Mana was playable. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. But we can get Mana Leak and in it. Yeah. That doesn't seem out of place. I mean, you look at all the rest of the cards we've just named, like they're much more powerful yeah. than Mana League. And, you know, we don't get stuff like Doomblade at Common anymore. Um, and we've only just started to get Murder back. But can we get Manalik and Doomblade, just in these yeah. sets, to go along with the Rewind? I'd love Manalik. Manalik for Pioneer would be great. It'd be fantastic. These are the, that's the thing. You don't want to print, like, the stupid cards into Pioneer, like your Tarmogoyfs and stuff, and we yeah. just turn it into Modern. But Manalik, which is no longer playable in Modern, or at least very, very rarely played in Modern, you just get that card in there. It's just, yeah. Manalik's a great card that... that I think corsets like this should just revisit and just bring cards like if you're going to bring back Angel, you can have Mana Leak. Yeah, it seems perfectly fine. Right, next card, my boy. <laughs> I like this one. Finally got a reprint for Massacre Worm. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is my favorite big stupid creature to play in EDH. And this is
0: this is probably my favorite big stupid creature to play in in great. Cube. Like it's yeah, so good, <laughs> it's, it's
1: so good, and he's got a lovely smile.
0: Yeah. Big, so, big fan of Massacre Worm. Yeah.
1: Uh, three and trip black for a creature worm, which is 6-5. And when it ends the battlefield, creatures your opponent's control get minus two, minus two until end of turn. And whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, that player loses two life. What yep. a great card. I imagine this probably won't have that many uh, applications to standard, uh, nor for Pioneer. But it's a great card, and I'm excited to have this reprinted, put the price down a bit, get it in more Commander decks, get a foil. It's a, it's, a, it's a great card. It's just such a weird thing to see in this set, I think. Yeah. <laughs> this, this the, the theme with all these reprints, just like, what, yeah. what is this here? It's so odd.
0: That's it. Again, I think this this plays into the theme with them juicing up the core set, with, with the reprints especially, and yeah, like Brainslayer Angel, like, th- this is a mythic that feels like a mythic, like, and, you know, I guess in a few episodes' time we'll probably do like this, hit a myth again for for this set. But uh, yeah, like Massacre Worm feels like a mythic already. It's like Baneslayer Angel. Like it it has a, just a certain weight to it and you know when you when you slam one or when your opponent slams one in, in limited, you know, there's there's gonna be a, one player's gonna groan the other players player's gonna get excited and yeah, it it's it's sweet. I love Massacre Worm. It's such a great card. One.
1: and it's got sweet showcase alternate art. Yeah. where he's got even more of an award winning spot. <laughs> it's a great card. Uh, and finally, on the reprints list we have for today is uh, Solemn Simulacrum*. Yeah, speaking of great cards, *Sad Robots* finally back in a core set. Yeah, yeah, um, with some sweet new art on the showcase, and it's got the the commander art print on the regular one. Yeah, which is really, really yeah. cool. I mean, I
0: really, really love this.
1: Uh, the showcase art is fantastic. Yeah, it looks it looks great. It's inter- It's, it's going to be interesting for standard maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, just get just getting this card out, out again because they print it in pretty much every commander set at this point. Just put it in a standard set, just, yeah. just make it accessible to everyone.
0: I I almost think it's gonna be playable in standard.
1: Yeah, quite possibly. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Like I know we've already seen see like the the Amori Robots deck.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how good's that gonna be after the Companion Nerve?
0: Uh, like obviously not great, but. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can play it in some sort of artifact creature deck. Definitely, because um, you still have. What's it called? Oh, it's gone from my brain. The Good. one where Good. you <laughs> you uh, you tap to put a plus one plus one counter on artifact creatures in control. Oh, still overseer. Steel overseer. That's the one. Yeah, oh, yeah. You've still got still overseer in in, in standard. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just it's it's a ramp spell as well. Yeah. It's a growth, it's also a two two that when it does you draw card. Like yeah, it's, it's just great. A it's a great card. A, it's a great card to have. And like I said, like it probably might bridge the gap to Ugin. Yeah. You play this instead of your explosive vegetation. So you've got you've got Uro, you've you've got Growth Spiral, you've got Arboreal Grazer, you've got Gilded Goose, like it's just a ramp deck there. And this fits into that really well because it bridges the mid game where you don't have to just tap out to put lands on the play, you also get a two two that trades up. It's a great yeah. card. Great card.
0: It's probably a, a good thing that Nerf Companions, because imagine this with Yorion.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a blockchain. It's, it's, it's a great card, and I'm very excited to see it. See yeah. it. It's a, especially with that new art. The new art on the, the showcase or whatever frame is is really great.
0: Big fan. It's just, it's just great. Love it's, it.
1: Right, let's move on to some new cards.
0: Yeah, I think we should start off with the the big, cool, exciting ones. Let's, let's go with the Planeswalkers, at least the ones that we've, we've got so far.
1: Okay, so. First of all, let's let's talk about Teferi, the man himself, yeah. the Planeswalker <laughs> that everyone's sick of. He's got a new
0: oh, card. Oh, I'm not. I love him. Yeah. I still love him. I mean, you say he's got a new card.
1: He has a new, yeah, he's got a new card and like a hundred other printings.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, we have Teferi, Master of Time, and let's just get it out of the way. There are nine different versions of this card.
1: Yes, yes there are because no, they just That's not
0: including the foils. If you include the foils, there are 18 yeah. versions of this card.
1: So you know with Mystery Booster, when loads of people that who's sorting cards is their job and you know LGSs and stuff that have to stock cards and list them on websites yeah. and stuff. And they complain about Mystery Booster because it looks like the other card but it just has a little difference. Yeah. And then you already had loads of different cards to list it on a certain thing because you had like like a Fires of Invention, right? And then you had a Foil Fires of Invention and then you had the extended art one and then you had yeah. the one with the little Planeswalker embossed promo stamp as well, and, the prom- then yeah. and then you have pre-release promo, so there's like eight different versions of a card anyway.
0: Oh no. no. Are they going to be Planeswalker embossed to Fairy Master of Times?
1: Yes, easy. Will they all have a different art?
0: With all four different art? Yeah, because
1: yeah. they've got four different arts, which are basically all the same. They just have a different hue to the little bubble thing around them. <laughs> they all look pretty much exactly the same, so when you're listing them, when you're going through them, you're going to get them confused between each one. And I believe they all have the same collector number.
0: No, they don't. Oh, they, they don't? Okay, okay at least they have yeah. different
1: collector numbers, that's good. But yeah, there's, there's four different arts, then there's the full art one, and then there's the foils, and there's a pre-release promo, and then there's an embossed Planeswalker symbol promo pack one that you get. For okay,
0: so yeah, there's there's a lot.
1: There's a hundred of them, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
0: But let's go- look, so we got we've got sixteen, no, eighty. Yes, yeah, so there'll be eighteen that you can get in boosters, and then there'll be eight. Oh, can you get, yeah, you can get foil promo stamps as well. So there'll be another yes, 16 yes. that you can get in promo packs plus pre release promo. So it's, that's an unreasonable amount of Teferis.
1: Yes. And people are already sick of Teferi just because how good the cards are. And we'll get to how good this card is. But also, we're just sick of Teferi because there's so many different versions of them. It's yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: 35 Teferi. Well. Yeah. No, oh no. There's going to be more because each of the. Yeah. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna st- stop trying trying to work it any out. Any number,
1: <laughs> any number that you say will not be correct.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's going to be stupid. So let's get let's get to the card itself. Let's talk about that briefly. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Teferi master of time, two blue blue. Yep. So a mono blue play- a mono which is the first mono blue fairy we've seen in the standard set. Uh, you may activate loyalty abilities as Teferi, master of time on any player's turn, any time you could cast an instant. Plus Love one, it. draw a card, then discard a card. Minus three, target creature you don't control phases out. I called phasing. Yeah, Very pleased about that one, big brain. And minus ten, take two extra turns after this one. And it starts with three loyalty. So it's doing to vary things, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, think, instant speed.
0: I think it's good. I think it's very good. Um I I mean I don't know. I feel like I haven't really seen any like ridiculous takes on this card yet i just i i think it's i think it's good i don't think it's i don't think it's as obviously powerful as something like teferi time raveler i don't think it is as as powerful as teferi time raveler but it's certainly as playable as teferi time raveler in in standard definitely um yeah just the fact that you can you can activate it on each player's turn you you filter so many cards and then I don't think it's going to be too difficult to get to that minus 10.
1: No, I mean, I'm thinking about how egregious this is going to be in a game as commander.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. This, you know, for sure, every planeswalker plus Dublin season, yeah. But, yeah, Teferi, time, Master of Time plus Dublin season, and then you just get to take two extra turns, like, in the middle of your opponent's turns. Yes. Seems Pretty good to me.
1: Yes, you do. It's it's incredibly stupid. Yeah, I don't really know about the Constructed Application of this card. It's probably quite good. It's a format of the yeah. Planeswalker with not card advantage but card selection stacked onto it. It also has technically removal, because you can phase something out at instant speed. Yeah. Which is very good, and then it's ultimately stupid. So yeah. I mean, this card's very good. Um we're all sick of Teferi. and we're probably sick of this one already.
0: We're not all sick of Teferi.
1: You're sick of Teferi. Don't try and pretend that I, you don't hate Teferi.
0: I don't hate Teferi. Just because you love Teferi
1: as a character doesn't mean you don't hate his cards.
0: I don't hate the cards either. I love them. I think they're oh, fantastic. I, God. I understand why the, I mean, I understand why Time Raveler is, is is too good and probably should just be banned most places. But yeah, I love the cards. They're great. I, I love this one. I'm definitely going to play it.
1: Good. <laughs> cool. Let's move on to a different planeswalker. Yeah. Liliana has a new card, Waker of the Dead. She, she does. Yeah. She's yeah. very
0: quick, quick to drop that Anna Fiora name that was given to her at the end of. Uh War of the Spark for anybody that still thinks that novel exists.
1: Was that the, the Greg Weisman one? Yeah. Well yeah she she said so that didn't matter. Uh, that didn't happen. Yep. And no one cares <laughs> about that. Nope. I think, but, but, <laughs> there was so much just absolute nonsense in that book, I completely forgot that that was a thing. It was also <laughs> a thing that just retconning characters in the middle of stories for no particular reason. Excellent. Yep. Uh right, Lineana Wake of the Dead, two black black, for foil to Planeswalker. Plus one. Each player discards a card. Each opponent who can't loses three life. Minus three, target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. Minus seven, you get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn. Put target creature from your graveyard onto the battlefield. Under your control, it gains haste.
0: Yep, I think this is great. Um, This is... This is is another one of those planeswalkers where I think they've just got it spot on. Um, It sort of reminds me of of the... uh, Nyssa from Battle for Zendikar. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that it's just it's it's just on the line. Like this this is the right part level for Planeswalkers. Uh yeah, that plus one ability is it's definitely gonna do some things. Uh the minus three is certainly gonna kill a creature late game. It might pop something off early as well. And then the minus seven is, is just a very impact and probably will win you the game depending on what you're getting back. But yeah, I love it. Um yeah. Feels, feels a little bit similar to that old, you know, five mana planeswalker has a plus ability and minus ability you know, ultimate wins the game. But I, I love it. I think that's where planeswalker should be. You know, I'd much rather we see this than some of the things that we have seen recently.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it feels like a sort of fixed version of the Honor of the Veil Yeah, definitely. Kind yeah. of like it's four mana, plus one they discard a card, and it has that like, like Croxer ability, right? Where yeah. if they can't, they lose, they lose three, and then. The, the minus three is it's like conditional removal. So, you know, you, you assume that you'll get cards in your graveyard enough to make that to make that relevant in the game. It's a sweet card. Yeah. I like it. We'll have to see. it might just be one of those cors- Corset Planeswalkers well, when you completely forget that it exists.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's considerably better than the last uh, Corset Liliana they printed.
1: Yep, I do not remember what that card is at all.
0: Um, something about zombies? Liliana Untouched by Death?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, the I zombie think. one. The zombie tribal one. Yep. Where they tried that for a bit, where they wanted to make Planeswalker super specific and then everyone forgot they existed and didn't care about their marquee <laughs> characters. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, this one's That's cool. That's the one. And uh, finally, we have um, the new Planeswalker who is taking up the mantle of Gideon, I guess. Maybe a journey? Yeah. Yeah, we have... Uh, Bas-
0: Gideon's changed his name again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Basri-Ket.
0: Yeah, basri uh from the plane of Arman-Ket.
1: I mean it's not a very creative name, I'll give you that. But it's not no. as <laughs> we from Alan Ket. <laughs> no, that's 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 Alan Partridge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we,
0: we we don't really know a load of him so far. We we do know that he is he is one of Oketra's uh faithful paladins. Um yeah, it's gonna be interesting to learn about him. I I think. Um we we know I mean we assume that he he was around before Bolus took over Arminket, or at least, uh, at least was around during the time when Bolus was reshaping Arminket into his into his image. And it would be cool. Yeah, I really want to learn more about this character because I think he, he could be quite an interesting one.
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's Basri Cat. It's one white white for a three loyalty planeswalker. Plus one, put one plus one plus one counter on up to one target creature. It gains indestructible turn out of turn. Minus yeah. two. Whenever one or more non-token creatures attacks this turn, create that many uh, that many 1-1 white soldier creature tokens that are tapped and attacking. Minus six, you get an emblem with the beginning of combat on your turn, create a 1-1 uh, white soldier creature token, then put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. This is the whitest planeswalker they've made.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it, has,
1: it, it kind of encompasses all sort of the identities of white planeswalkers we've seen before. Because, like, you know, yeah. Gideon does very specific things, Ajani does very specific things, Elspeth does very specific things. So you got plus plus one plus one counter on it against indestructible. That's just like an Ajani ability, right? Yeah. yeah. Then the the minus two um, is like a Brimaz Hero of Blade hold ability thing, where you make tokens to attack him, but it's kind of Elspethy. And then the minus six is is kind of bad. <laughs> um, just makes one ones every turn. That's kind of Elspethy as well. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's like it's th- three mana planeswalker. I think this is probably the most. Powerful three mana white planeswalker. Is the only three mana white planeswalker? Do we have a three mana white planeswalker? No. Yeah, Gideon. Gideon, Gideon Black of the Trials. Gideon of the Trials as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Two of <other> Gideons. Yeah, <laughs> there was another one white white planeswalker from Arminkash, Gideon of the Trials. Yeah, could have been um, Yeah, could have been. Could have been. Um, yeah, I I think this all this all see a non-zero amount of playing standard. Uh, putting a plus one plus one counter on something, and giving it indestructible to turn seems fine. Uh, Yeah, there's. I think the minus two is interesting. I think it's very interesting. Uh, I've seen a very, very uh, specific corner case come up already about that, that I really want to know how it works. Go on. So you're playing Commander, uh, and you have a Teferi Temporal Archmage Emblem. Which is, you get an emblem if you may activate loyalty abilities of planeswalkers you control on any player's turn, uh-huh. anytime you could cast an instant. Yep. So you minus two during your opponent's combat. What happens then?
1: Uh, they're tapped and attacking. I imagine they'll have to say something about that. <laughs> yeah, I would
0: have to assume so. Because <laughs> I imagine
1: that, that probably wasn't a corner case they cared about, and they probably couldn't fit in whenever one or more creatures you control attacks. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, so they're probably just aware of that, and it won't really come up ever. Yeah, but this is interesting. Um, I do find it weird that this isn't just like Teo. Why don't we have a Teo planeswalker? Why Why are we like focusing on Teo? And Teo is the the protagonist and the narrator of the novels, right? And he's meant to be a big deal. We don't know anything about him. We don't know anything about his plane. And then we just have this random white planeswalker that we've never met before, that just appears in the set for some reason.
0: Yeah. Um. I is I assume just because it's a because it's a core set, and that's how they like to introduce new Planeswalkers now, I guess. Yeah, but... We, what, we saw it with Vivian. Vivian was, was a new character yeah, in the core set.
1: But, like, we already have a white Planeswalker that could fill that role, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure we're going to learn a lot more about Teo once we go to, to Teo's plane in the future.
1: Yeah, but I mean, now we have Baz Riquette, who we might see again. Maybe he joins the game, watch game watch, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah,
0: possibly. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we find out. I, I think it's... I, one of those things where they they want to they want to have like focuses on on reoccurring planes. Reoccur, they have I feel like they've got like a thing of like they have so many core planes um, in the game, and I think we we know now that like Innistrad definitely is, Dominaria definitely is, uh, and like it seems like Armageddon is going to be one of their core planes. I think it's it's something that we saw with the um, the GP promo basic lands. Oh, each yeah, one yeah, of yeah. them, and and stuff like the Fetchland reprints. So they're all set on like a different, like a different plane. And we've been seeing things like, like that, where you have like a focus on. There'll there'll be like a cycle where there'll be a card in Dominaria, a card in Armageddon, a, a card in Ixalan, a card on, on Kaladesh or somewhere. And I, I assume that's what the Chandra one's going to be here too. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the we don't know what the Green Planeswalker is in the set currently. Oh no, we do. It's Garrick, yeah, but we haven't seen the seen the Planeswalker.
1: Yeah, we actually got a Green Garrick again, which I'm very excited about. I'm excited yeah. to see that whenever it drops. But yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird card.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to learning about it's a he's, he's a potentially interesting character, and I, I just think Ket's a really cool plane, and I hope we do get to go back there soon.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nice to have new friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next next new card. Um, so we saw Lanowar Tribe in Modern Horizons, which is three Llanowar Elves taped together. Yeah. Uh, now we have Llanowar Elves and an Elvish Visionary taped together in kind of a clunky way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have uh, Lanowar Visionary. See, See? Lanar yeah. Revolves, Elvish Visionary, Lanowar Visionary. Two and a green for a two two, Elf Druid. When it enters battlefield, draw card, that's Elvish Visionary, and it taps to add a green, that's Lanor Elves. Yep. Cool. It's just it's this call set, like kind of calling back to stuff which is appropriate for to ferry the time mage, right? Yeah, so definitely. I think that's cool. thanks
0: What they said, there were going to be like so many throwbacks and cycles and, and references to older cards in, in not just reprints and new cards. And this this totally fills that. This is this is a, a merging of two cards together in one. Uh, I I think it's going to be very good for the limited formats. Like I'll I'll play this in sealed definitely.
1: I know They couldn't for like power level reasons, but I felt like this should have been one green, green, yeah, probably because it's you know a 2-2, two, two, which is a Lalang Ralph plus an Elvish Visionary, a 1 1 plus a 1 1, and then it has the Turbulies draw a card. But so they could have made it, they could have just added the mana cost together because it's three mana, so they could have made it one, green, yeah.
0: Green. I think if this it was one really green, green, it it would be, yeah, it would be a lot worse.
1: Um, yeah, but yeah I, I think this
0: is a a fine limited card and i'm definitely going to play it i just
1: think it's cool i think it's a cool precedent for them to be setting in in core sets just like calling back to all the things and making new cards even if they're not good because this card isn't yeah. going to be playable outside limited um it's, it's just it's just a cool thing for them for them to be doing now if we want to talk about new cards that are probably powerful well this card's either incredibly powerful or incredibly bad it's one <laughs> of those cards that fits into one of those two categories which is uh, see the truth yeah Yeah. I like this one yes one of the blue for sorcery look at the top three cards of your library put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order so sorcery speed anticipate anyone anyone yep and then if you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand instead put all of those cards into your hand so a two mana draw three pretty
0: yeah, good. I, I, I think it's good. I think the, for me, the first thing that jumps out is, is yeah, that that last bit. If you cast a spell from anywhere over in your hand, put all of the cards, all three in your hand, straight away I think, oh, Cascade, like Shardless Agent. It's the first yeah. thing that, that yeah, jumps definitely. out for me. Um, probably, I don't know, it's probably not good enough to be played in a Shardless Bug deck, but but maybe. Like, Ancestral's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Ancestral's Those... good. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Hot take of the podcast. Ancestral Recall's quite An... good. <laughs> I'm just going to tweet that out now. Like... <laughs> Ancestral's good. Yeah, Ancestral Recall's quite good. It's a, it's a good quote. I mean, I think I think one of the interesting things about this card is it's not two mana draw three. It's two yeah. mana put the top three cards of your library into your hand. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if it gets around Leovold and Nasser, I guess, which is interesting. It doesn't yeah, count as draw it think... cards.
0: It gets around Narset, which is definitely a thing. If we are talking about formats where you could play Shardless Um And yeah, like it's obviously blue, so pictures to force a will, sure. Um, But I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's certainly an interesting one. I do really like the card, but I feel like it's it's one that I'm going to have to play with to fully understand how good or bad it, it actually is. I think it's probably not um, bad. Possibly. I think there's... Again, I have questions with with this one. That I, I guess we'll have to wait for the release notes. But stuff like, um, so if you if you copy this, I assume that you're going to get the. I assume you're going to get the. I don't know. No, if, yeah, if what you, happens? So if you copy so it, so I, okay. I know if you if you copy it with a if you copy it with a Kefnet, then you don't. You don't get the, the all three cards because you're casting it from your hand. Still, uh, what happens if you copy it with a with an expansion?
1: Uh, so I'm not a judge. <laughs> I haven't seen the release notes, but it will copy the text of the card. So yep. if you, if you're casting this one in the blue, and you're casting it from your hand, look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand, the rest the bottom of them your library, and you copy it with something like expansion. You will get that card again. Yeah. So it'll just be that, and it won't be cast obviously because it's a copy. If it yep. says, if it says copy target spell you may cast it then you'll get the, the put the top three cards into your hand but if you're just copying the spell and it just is a copy and you don't get to cast again then you'll just copy whatever the card was so if you'd cast it from from somewhere other than your hand and then copy it you'll get the three cards if you cast it from your hand and then copy it you'll get the anticipate effect i assume because it says yeah, specifically I, if you cast the spell know. from anywhere other than your hand, not that if it that's, goes. On the that's what I mean. Perhaps. It
0: says if if you cast this spell from anywhere other than your hand, but then you you haven't cast the spell.
1: Exactly, you're copying it, so, it, so it, it's not being cast. I,
0: I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's how you'll copy whatever text is on the card. What, so yeah. Whatever uh, part of the card is resolving when you copy it, you'll get that exact thing. It, it won't check again to see what's happening because you're not casting it. Yeah, yeah. There's cards like Spell Twine, right, which. Are, Copy target card in your graveyard. You may cast it without paying its mana cost. Yeah, yeah. So in which case, then you'll get the three cards. But if you're just putting it on the stack and then using expansion to copy it, you'll just get whatever it was doing before. Which could be anticipate, could be draw three cards.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah, it definitely. Goes. Yeah, I, it, it sounds right to me. Yeah, definitely, definitely understand that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure the release notes for this one are going to be are going to be very interesting. So I'm looking forward to reading those. But yeah, straight away, I think. The thing that jumped out for me was was Childless Agent and then uh, spent a little bit of a while thinking, oh, this card probably isn't going to be that good and see any play. And then, remember that Underworld Breach is still a card?
1: Yep, certainly a thing you can do. It's probably yeah. probably okay in the, the Lotus Breach decks in Pioneer.
0: Yeah, that's it. I think I either Lotus Breach decks in Pioneer or, or some new standard deck brewed by somebody a lot more intelligent than I am, will <laughs> find a way to, to abuse this. And yeah, I, I think this is going to see some play somewhere, and the decks that it sees playing, it's going to be very good in those decks.
1: Yeah, definitely. Right, so we're dragging on for time, so I'm going to do some quick hits. Cool. Quick-ish. So we've got, next one, Uh Mangara the Diplomat. Yeah. First Mangara card we've seen since Time Spiral. So Mangara the Diplomat is three and a white for a 2-4, Legendary Creature, Human Cleric, lifelink whenever an opponent attacks with creatures if two or more of those creatures are attacking you or a planeswalker walker you control draw a card whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn draw a card i think we finally found a way to make card draw good in white yeah it's that kind of because we have that whole episode where we were talking about what white did in terms of card advantage. how do we fix white yeah, yeah
0: how do we allow white to catch up and, yeah. yeah
1: so this is like if your opponent's doing things you get to do but it's not the exact same thing it's not like Knight of the White or Orchid where it's if they have more lands you get a land or if yeah. they draw cards you get to draw cards. It's if they're doing something you get to draw a card. If they're doing something else you get to draw a card. You don't have to yeah. it, it's something on top of the stuff you can do to catch up. So this is actually like a very reasonable mana white commander that actually gets card advantage there isn't just about attacking. It's it's a, it's a really sweet card and I, I like this direction for taking white. They've like cuz we we've been asking for years for white to get some kind of good card draw. Yeah. And especially in in formats like commander. Your opponent casting two spells in each turn is probably going to happen quite regularly, so you're going to get to draw a card. People attacking you are certainly going to help you draw a card, and it's a 2-4 lifelink, so it's a reasonable blocker, so you're not losing out that much in that sense. Yeah. It's a really sweet card. It's a really great design. Um, I really like it a lot. It is very, very different to the original Mangara, (laughs) which is a three-mana 2-2 that taps and exiles itself and something else. Um, But I think this is a younger Mangara?
0: Yeah, it is. I think think it's what it's meant to be. Yeah. 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 I I'm just looking forward to the the moment where somebody it's gonna happen somewhere where someone's playing this in a commander game, uh their opponent swings at them for lethal, s- triggers the the draw card from Mangara and off the top they get a settle the wreckage. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna make a, a, a great good beat story for someone somewhere.
1: It's a really sweet card. I really like this design. Yeah. I love it. I like revisiting Mangara as a card. Yeah, we don't really know much about fan. Mangara, so it's nice yeah. that <laughs> simple. Cool, next one we have... Oh, God. Elder Gargaroth. Do you like... Yeah, this, this is a card. Do you like pushing green cards? No? Um, well, you got one anyway. Yeah. So this is 3 GG for a 6-6, obviously. Uh, Vigilance, Reach, Trample. Obviously. And then, whenever it attacks all blocks, choose one. Create a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token. You gain 3 life, draw a card. What? Why? Why is yeah. this the design space for green now, where you just have an, an under-costed, overstarted creature that also just gets to do things when it attacks or blocks?
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, like, obviously it's a mythic, so it'd have to have lines and lines and lines of text in it, but if, if this had been a rare 5-6-6 six, six, Vigilance <laughs> Reach Trample, or even, like, two of those abilities, like, nobody probably would have put it. Deny lid. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't like this card. I do not like this card at all. Um... Yeah, it's just, it seems a bit, I don't know, I, I feel like what, what I want to say is that it seems a bit lazy, like this design, because I feel like, like at this point we've seen so many green cards that are just like, that are just like that, it's just a very good, efficient cost of beta, decent stats, and now we're just going to staple a shopping list onto it, like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, I, I just don't like it, like if, if you... You have a look at like the the playability of the card. I just I just I don't like that style of card. Like it does it does everything, but it's very it's very dependent. Like d- does your opponent have an answer to it? Then no, sucks to be them. You win. If like, do they have an answer to it? Like we've you, got that that uh, destroy a creature without counters on it card in standard now. So if you play this and your opponent's got that and they go all right, we'll kill it. It's gonna feel bad for you. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's... A stu-
1: it's a stupid card. It's it's like I just don't understand why it has to do all the things that it does. And it's just another like you saying. It seems like a lazy design, but green just yeah. gets all the lazy designs. They just have to be powerful as well. Yeah. When you're talking about you know talking about mangara, which is like the sweetest design for a white commander, like a white commander card, because you know we've seen like linden, which is terrible <laughs> in terms of like commander and card advantage, because it's just yeah. a, an attacky life linky thing. Whereas Mangari just like, oh this is sweet, we actually get like always draw cards, and in order to draw cards, you don't have to lose out as much. You don't have to be catching up, you just have to something has to happen for you to draw cards. And then you look at green and you're like, Oh, this is just better. <laughs> yeah. It attacks all blocks. When when this five minus six six blocks, you get to make a three three or gain three level, draw a card. It's incredibly stupid. It's just I'm not sure this card is particularly powerful in terms of constructed, but in terms of just raw power level and pushing green, it's just another on that long list yeah, of cards. Like,
0: that that's the thing with it. I think like like it, you know. Obviously, it's a, it's an absolute limited bomb. This is gonna block Baneslayer Angel all day, and just you know, yep. that, that, that's gonna be a joke when you compare yep. it to this. So it's a bomb unlimited limited, and it's gonna feel horrendous for your opponent when you play it. But this is this is not playable in standard, at least not currently. Like it hasn't got haste. There's no ADB trigger. There's no activated ability. There's it's got no resistance to removal. There's no passive effect the turn it comes down. It's it's just unplayable. I think. At least until rotation.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's just it's just a stupid big green card, and instead of just being a big stupid green card that is fun to play in its own stats, it also has to have card advantage on it because yeah. it's a green card. Yeah,
0: because it's going to come down, yep. and then your opponent's going to go uh, minus to fairy, bounces back to your hand, or they're going to go play an Elspeth Conquers Death, exile it.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Do you see, you see, it's just like Carnage Tyrant, Questing Beast. This, it's just a series of just really big stupid green creatures that are just slightly too good. Yeah. Probably not very playable, but just like this design of green cards is just continuing to be a problem. No, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> Generally, <laughs> I just don't like the way. Yeah, that this
0: is. same. Not a fan, but you know, I've got some faith that they're they're going to tune it down a bit as we as we go on.
1: Yeah, we can hope. Right, uh, in terms of stupid designs, let's talk about chromatic orrery. Uh Another in a series of wizards trying to design standard cards for commander and they just don't hit the mark Uh, so chromatic orrery it's a chromatic orrery it's a callback to chromatic lantern and all of the orreries they like to do it's a seven mana legendary artifact you may spend mana as though a mana of any color so that's your chromatic lantern thing and then it taps to add five colorless mana which obviously can be used uh, as any color and you can pay five and tap it. Draw a card for each color among permanents you control. Yep. Why is this a card that's designed? My 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 first thought when seeing this card was what? Why is this a thing? Yeah, it's it's stupid.
0: It's you know it's another big fancy commander card. It, it you know I, I'm I'm very not a, very much not a commander expert, but mm-hmm. you know it it's, it reminds me it does remind me of like of just old old cards you see which were just, like, weird, big, overcosted artifacts or just, just over-costed spells. Like yeah. You were like, this isn't going to see play anywhere, but, oh, this is probably good in Commander. And because of the nature of the format back then, and, yeah, they, they were, you know, they were decent in Commander. Like, they could do things, they could do interesting things. You know, this could this could easily go in some sort of, like, I don't know, Joda Fist of the Sun's tribal, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Definitely definitely could be a thing there, but just... it's. Very much the way the format seems to be now is that like this just isn't playable at all. You need to, you need to to play specific cards if you, you want to stand a chance of staying in a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to talk about this purely from a commander yeah. point of view because if that's what this card is designed for, objectively, I'm sure that someone like Aliantrowsi is probably going to break this in a, some kind of stupid constructed deck because that's the kind of thing he likes to do. You take big stupid artifacts that were clearly not designed for standard and make them really good in standard. So this card 7 mana for a mana rock that makes 5 mana. That's not a good rate <laughs> in any kind of way. Yeah. Gilded Lotus mm-hmm. has been pushed out of the format. We've seen stuff like Nyx Lotus just not be very good. Th- these kind of cards just aren't what Commander's about anymore. Commander is about Arcane Signet, <laughs> uh, Felwar Stone, the Signets, the Talismans, right? That's what yeah. That's what the format's about now in terms of ramp. But you, you top out at Kodama's Reach and Cultivate, and those cards aren't even very good anymore. You want your 2 mana ramp spells... And I just, I can't remember the last time I put Guild Alerts in a deck. Because yeah. tapping out on turn 5 to get 3 mana back just isn't good good enough anymore. Now sure, this is 7 mana for making 5 mana, and those 5 manas could be of any colour, right? So technically this taps for Wooberg, or it taps for green, green, blue, red, or, it you know, any combination of colours because it, and then it also functions. Oh, no, does,
0: does this have 31 different? No, because it's colourless no. as well. Because yeah, sure. you
1: can, it, it can, you know, in terms of paying for things, it can tap for colourless, 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 red, white, right? Yeah. um But so it's similar to it's a bigger gilded lotus. So if this is seven mana, add five mana of any colour, it'd be terrible. Then it also just has like chromatic lantern, which is why it's called chromatic Orrery, um in the fact that it fixes the colours in the same way like we have dry divination grove, you have prismatic yeah. omen, it's just a thing that fixes colours, so you're strapping that onto a bigger gilded lotus. And then it just has this thing which is. Pay five to draw a card for each color and one permanent you control. So at best, you're paying five to draw five, which is not good yeah. enough for commander in any kind of way, especially on an artifact you've already taps out seven mana for. So by the time you get your first card off this, you've paid 12 mana for five cards. I'm sure you can cheat it yeah. into play, but there are much more broken things you can cheat into play. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> and if you were... <laughs> You're going to tinker in this or a Blightsteal. Like yeah, like... ex- exa-
1: exactly. <laughs> or a bonus of up, right? Yeah. Um and then when you if you draw a card and you're paying five to draw five, then you've already managed to get five different colours of permanence out, which means you're playing a five colour deck and you're you're probably fairly far ahead anyway. Yeah. You're never tra- tapping this draw you're only tapping this draw cards if you've got literally nothing. <laughs> and seven mana for five mana is just isn't good enough. And fixing colours just is kind of arbitrary at this point because you have chromatic lance and you have Dryad of the in Grove, you have Prismatic Omen, and you just have decent fixing anyway. I just don't understand why they've designed this card, because it's clearly like, oh, this is what Commander players want, and Commander players haven't wanted this in about five years, honestly. It, it's just, it. I don't understand why this card, and it's eaten up a Mythic slot in a set. It's similar with, like, Alhamrits Archive. yeah, Alhamrits Archive, which was from Magic Origins, which fits this bill of, like, big legendary Mythic artifacts that do fun things that are clearly designed for Commander, that the format hasn't been about that card for ages. That, that card was a big deal. That card was like $15 for a long time, and it, maybe it still is, but it's just not what the format's about anymore. Tapping out a large amount of mana for an artifact that gets you ahead when you're already ahead. is just not what you want to do in the format anymore. I don't understand the card. I hate this card very much. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. It's just, it's just a stupid card. It doesn't, it, it, it sure. There are things you can do, you know, it taps some mana. You can do things with like uh curious follower or fate stitcher, whatever, like untap it, make more mana. It, sure. You've been able to do that anyway. If, if, if doing that with guild alerts wasn't enough, then this isn't going to fill that hole. <laughs> this card sucks so bad. And I hate that it's taking up a mythic slot. It's it's just like I, I don't know, like because you've got cards that are designed by people like Gavin Verhey, whose format is Commander, right? Yeah. Cards designed like that, and you see in the Commander sets, you get cool new designs in Commander sets, um, or attempts at cool designs that they can't quite push the power level off. But this is just like it just seems like someone was someone who designed standard cards was vaguely explained what the Commander format was like three years ago, and then they came up with this. and They were like, yeah, perfect. I just don't get it. I don't get why this card exists. Moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I just don't like the card. Right, moving on. Two two cards just to again prove how smart I am. So we have pack leader. Yep. It's a one and a white for a two two. It's a dog. It is, it's a, it's a good boy. It's a dog, not a hound. It's a dog. They finally are altering all hounds to be dogs. <laughs> and dog is now a creature type of magic, which has made everyone very, very happy. Yep. And it's something we caught last week as well. <laughs> we finally get dogs. Other dogs get plus one plus one, so There's a dog lord. So, you remember I said there was a lord, and I said it was birds? Yep. It's dogs. I was wrong.
0: It's not birds, it is dogs. It is dogs.
1: And then, whenever pack leader attacks, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Two dogs, you control. Seems pretty good. Dog lord. Yeah. You want to build a dog commander deck? Here's where you start. Sweet so cut.
0: Well, I assume you would start off a, a dog legend, first of all.
1: Yes, which we have Isamaru, who is now a dog, not a hound. Isamaru yes. Hound of Condor is now a dog of Condor. Uh, and you have the, we didn't talk about it, but the Biobox promo is a c- cat-dog. It is, yeah. Which is actually a dog-cat, which makes me very sad that it's not actually a <laughs> cat-dog. And the name is very similar to Ren and Stimpy. It is, yeah. yeah. It's, it's sort of a
0: of a mashup of the, the two of them, I guess, really.
1: Yeah, it's a big Naya thing that when you cast cats, it makes dogs, and when you cast dogs, it makes cats, and it does things for dogs and cats. If you want to make a dog-cat tribal deck, there you go.
0: Don't forget, you also have K- uh, Kunoros, Hand of Athros, as well.
1: Dog of Athros. Yeah, Dog of Athros. Good boy of Athros. Uh, yeah, pack leader. We have dogs now, which is great. I'm sure everyone's very happy about the fact we actually have dogs, and they're all, all just hounds. Also, this is like a Schnauzer in armor. It's got like yep. a breastplate and a helmet. Looks cool.
0: Have you seen the uh, the alt art version? I <laughs> have not. He's wearing a cape. Yeah, big red cape on the art the art's fantastic. Excellent. It's like, yeah, he stood at the front of the park and he's got a big red cape blowing in the wind. It's really cool.
1: Dog and a cape. Yeah. Of all the things I thought I want from Magic the Gathering, Dog and the Cape was not one thing. <laughs> right, and finally, before we get out of here, because this is a very long episode, uh we have Spark Hunter Mastercore. Mastercore's a back. Yeah. It's the first Mastercore we've seen in a long time well, I guess Modern Horizons had a Mastercore in it, right? Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> lesser Mastercore. So yeah,
0: first the first master call we've seen in a year. Yeah. So. yeah.
1: <laughs> but before that, master calls haven't been a thing in standard sets for ages.
0: Scars of Meridian was the last one.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's a long time ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So we have three generic mana for a three-four master call. As an additional cost to cast this spell, discard a card, which is what master calls do. Uh, and it has big brain time protection for planeswalkers, which is what I called from yeah. Maro's teaser thing. New protection. We have never had protection for planeswalkers before. And then it has. Generic mana, Spark Hunter Mass score does 1 damage to target Planeswalker, and at 3 Generic mana, Spark Hunter Mass score gains indestructible in end of turn. So it's Spark Hunter. It hunts Planeswalkers, it's good against Planeswalkers, but it's actually bad. Yep. You can't bounce it with Teferi. And if Teferi minus 3 is to bounce another thing, you can deal it 1 damage. So it's dead. Cool. I mainly want to talk about this because it says Protection with Planeswalkers, and I called Protection with Planeswalkers last week. Big brain I'm time. very smart.
0: And yeah it's, it's it's fine it's, fine. Yep. <laughs> um, it's, it's possibly a, a fine sideboard card if uh if planes walk, i don't know i feel like there's there are there are probably just better ways to deal with planeswalkers that we've seen in the set already but you know i don't know it's a master core yep. it's back master that's calls, cool. Master
1: are cool right
0: i feel like the, the more the more i see of the set the more it it just feels like like Standard Masters or like Standard Horizons, and it does like a, like a standard test. Standard Horizons is
1: like the perfect thing to describe the set. Definitely, yeah. yeah it's, just, it's like bangers from standards past. um Cool cards that go back to cards that we've only seen in like standard sets. It's a, it's a sweet set. Yeah, I'm a big, like I'm a big a fan. Lot. Cool, right? Um I really need to pee, so let's go.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think that's pretty much all we have time for there this week. Because we've gone on quite a quite a, a long time and. I'm sure we're going to do the same thing next week when we've got so many more cards to talk about. Uh, but let us know your feelings. What do you think of this core set? Are you happy to see, I don't know, 42 fairies or whatever there is in the set? Come get at us on social media. On Twitter, we are at HFDCast, facebook.com HFDCast. Or if you really enjoyed anything you've heard in the show today, you can hit us up on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash Hour of Devastation. Our tiers start as little as $1. That's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode.
1: Uh... We would prefer that your money went to different causes at this time, whether that be the links that you can find in the show description of this episode or your LGS if that's the kind of place you would want to give your money because they probably need it a lot more than we do at this point that we do appreciate if you were considered donating to our Patreon.
0: Absolutely, I fully agree there.
1: Man, I'm speaking fast. <laughs> you can find the podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud and Stitcher and iTunes or something. If you wanted to go to one of those platforms and give us a review or a rating or just a comment or just share it with your friends, it helps us get out to more people and we'd really appreciate that.
0: You can find me on my own personal social media. On Twitter, I'm at PeachGardenOath, Facebook.com, I'm Joe Loudon. find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. I don't know, I'm probably just going to be talking about the Teferi at the moment. I also stream on Twitch, twitch twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOath, and I'm on YouTube as well under PeachGardenOath. I'm sure you'll find me.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you'll find me somewhere talking about how great Teferi is in the face of everyone else saying how much they hate Teferi. You can find me on Twitter at Snail69. Nice. It's all doom and gloom, but what did you expect from me?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, come come, come, check out mine as well. You can see some some great takes, like Andrestal Recall That's quite good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you actually tweeted that?
0: I've actually tweeted that, yeah.
1: Excellent, I'm going to go retweet
0: it right now. <laughs> awesome, so that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfair has returned, so we'll see you again next week on A Devastation.